Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anybody like it? Does anybody give a f***? Does anybody in this organization give a rat's ass? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Everybody agrees with what's going on to support our president. That's just the bottom line. You have to support your president. Everybody else is treasonous. Throughout social media, it, it, it took its own legs and it gained wings. Let me tell you something about the McCafe hot chocolate. When you put that whipped cream on top and that chocolate syrup and that steamed milk, before you even drink it, when you have it in your hand and you feel how warm it is and you're saying, man, when I take a sip of this and then you take a sip and that whipped cream's on your face and even hits your nose. You don't even get mad. You don't even wipe it off because you immediately go back in for more hot chocolate. And now you, you need a job. No, I don't want a job. Well, I know. That's so much work. Our feature presentation. <laughs> <laughs> the new love of my life, by the way. Uh, morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning, the 10th of January. Can I share a story real quickly? Please. Sure. So I took down my Christmas tree yesterday and I mm-hmm. took it out to the front. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started caressing it because we had a real close relationship. Okay. I love my Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, then my Christmas tree grabbed my ass, and I was like, "Well, oh, this wow. is wow. much better than I thought." Oh, I was. I tried to say thank you, but then the tree was going in for more. Oh wow! Got to second base, you guys. Oh my god! That is awesome. Right, Kevin. win-win. Brought the tree back in. Yeah. Put oh. it by my bed. Wow. Right? Now you're living with your tree beyond December. We're going to have little trees. So it sparked joy (laughs) in your pants. Exactly. Thank you, Ellie, for understanding. (laughs) So what you're saying is... Did you yell thank you? <laughs> well, no, I said it softly because oh. it was, you don't yeah. want to ruin the mood. Oh, I was like, oh, thank you. Like, oh, I see. Yeah. At that point. Okay. I visualize how that would work. There's only one place that tree could go, really. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, technically, sure. Okay. Just thinking about it. Hey, uh, well, congratulations on the new love of your life. Thank you. I'm happy to hear that. Are you the type of you know how you see on the uh, you see on the news a uh, you know I mean, what's a good what's a good example you know a uh, a guy comes in and burns the house down and everybody in the house dies except for one person and that one person fifteen minutes later says I I forgive that person and you're always like how how does that work so fast you know what I mean you've seen those people on the news I've where seen they, them right. it's not usually fifteen minutes well but it yeah. seems like it's pretty close I have seen them and it is always amazing it is. And I guess it's just a different belief system where, where you're able to do that. You know, they, uh, you know, they take something of yours, and you're able to, you know, get over it yeah, so fast. We recently did a story about a, the missionary who went and uh, got murdered. Oh, right, right, from the island. And then the next day, they interviewed his parents, and his parents were like, "We forgive the natives who murdered him." Yes, and we. That's and right. I remember being like, 
that's really fast. That's yeah, a little it's too really quick. Fast. A little too yeah. quick. He had a good. He had a good run. <laughs> so are you? They didn't like him. No. Honestly, are you that kind of person, or are you the kind of person who, if somebody puts a scratch on your car, you're going to devote the rest of your life to f- tracking that person down and whipping them within an inch of their life because of what they did? <laughs> I think there's a, a lot middle, of extremes here. Middle ground between the Liam Neeson project you just explained. <laughs> I think and, I would yeah. I would uh, err closer on the side of the uh, guy that can forgive. Really? Yeah, I'd like to think that I would be as good as those people, but probably mm-hmm. not. But yeah. on that side of the, mm-hmm. I mean, line. to a certain extent, not to get heavy here, but to a certain extent, you have to forgive, or you are consumed with grief for the rest of your life. At some point, you do have to put it behind you and move on. Right. I, I think. Yeah, I'm good at compartmentalizing. Like, if somebody wrongs me, mm-hmm. they're just they're cut off, and I don't think about it again. And some people think that's kind of a sociopathic trait. But so, like, if two two years later that person comes up in your life somehow, you're just like, nope, whatever. Really? Yeah, but <laughs> uh, but I I'm not consumed by it, and I'd rather have that than somebody that holds a grudge and is like, oh, this person's awful. Yeah, just like that person doesn't matter. See, I think I I do a similar thing, except mm-hmm. I go karma will get him. Yeah. And it actually kind of usually oh, does. Yeah. So you just sort of leave it out there for karma to handle. You yes. don't have to. Okay. Yeah. This is so interesting to me, all the different ways to handle being wronged. And the reason I bring it up is because, you know, from the time this show ends at, uh, you know, noon central, I am out on my front porch with my nunchucks waiting for the guy <laughs> to bring my $40 back. Right. And... If I see him, I I worry that I won't even wait to get the forty dollars back. Even if that's what he's showing up on my street. Yeah, you're to not do. waiting for the forty bucks. Uh, at this you're point, waiting I'm waiting for him. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to beat him down. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm waiting for. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just wondering if you guys think that's healthy. Well, number one, uh, yes, it's, it, it's not for me because no, I, I remember as soon as we saw him, we thought Ving Rames. That's what we thought he <laughs> looked like. So I'm not sure the Ving Rames versus Bean Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Although battle. we haven't seen your mm-hmm. nunchucks style, so maybe if you send us a video of that, yeah. right of your Going well, through the exercises and warming up. All I know about nunchucks, I learned from Napoleon Dynamite. So I don't know how good okay. I am. Uh, well, you're but, set then. But every single time the uh, the ring uh, alarm g- goes off and indicating that there's motion in front of my house, every single time I race to that door and I'm like, "Give it to me, give it to me." You know, I, I got to see this this guy again because it. <laughs> As bad as I okay. felt when it happened Friday, right. I feel worse today, five days later. Wait a minute. So, you told us a story, mm-hmm. and that your wife said it was probably a good thing to do. Yes. And your friend that was staying with you said, it's better to err on the side of, of being gracious instead of uh, being hard-hearted. Right. But and like Ali s- said, beat it, Paul. Right. But then you <laughs> said, you sort of seemed like you were taking their advice and going, well... You know, it was 40 bucks. I didn't really want to give away 40 bucks, but if it helped him, you know, that's good. It's worth mm-hmm. it. Now, all of a sudden, you're with nunchucks on the on the porch? <laughs> no, I've always been... Uh, I've Look, I was trying to see their side of it and looking for ways... To, I think I was looking for cover to not be as embarrassed that I got taken right. by saying, "Is eh, it's not the worst thing in the world that it happened. You know what I mean? Right, and it's not. But the, And the, it's only 40 40- but every day, it's not. It's not. It's the principle. Yeah, though. it's the idea. I get that. It's the principle. Yeah. Uh, every day that goes by, I am. I feel like I'm going to beat him harder when he shows up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we hear your words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning. What I'm turning into is John Wick after what happened to his poor dog. That's yeah. where. That's where I'm at right now. I see yeah. you just using scissors and marking the day in Roman numerals <laughs> on your bed. You know, bed frame. Yeah. Right. This is a terrifying Cape Fear scenario for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a scorched earth policy against sure. this 
this young man who ripped me off for $40. So I just, you guys think I'm handling it wrong or you think this is a healthy approach or? I think you're right on track and I can't wait till he shows up. Let's hide. What is that? It's a hubcap. <laughs> Man. I mean, that's a fight. Oh my God. Who was who? Right? I, I hope I won that one. I hope that's how it goes down. <laughs> I guarantee right. you didn't. You've given you've given me strength now. I just beat up Ving Rames, and uh, now I gotta now I gotta go through his pockets and see if that forty bucks is in there too, though. Just running Holy down your hallway, cow. kicking him. Oh, Bean, you're a miracle. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Beecho, shall we? Why are you so hot to have a penis? <laughs> Great question. Uh, Dr. Drew's on the show on Thursdays. Yeah. We have R.J. Bell talking about the division round of the NFL. Oh, I thought football was over. It is for you and I. Okay. Other people have football teams that are still playing, though. Really? Yeah. This late in the season? Yeah. Oh, in January? And then okay. they lead up to something called the Super Bowl. Unfamiliar with it. Yeah. And then they hand off to Marshawn. Okay, oh, that's enough. Jensen is, here with, Jensen is here with Get Up On This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, people think your routine is weird. Yesterday at this time, Bean also brought us the story of the guy who puts on his sock and his shoe and his sock and his shoe and then puts on his dress pants over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's his routine. And he said if he doesn't do it that way, it just throws off his whole day. So and there was more to it than that. I mean, he walks his dog the exact same route every day. He drives to work the exact same route every day. He, When he buys gas, he always has to end it on a zero-zero. I mean, the dude had a lot of things that he needed to keep in order. Well, I have the therapist for him. You have the same thing? Uh, so we'll take calls from people who have a routine that other people find weird, which I'm sure a lot of you out there do. And uh, we're going to have uh, Chris Smith in the studio today. A literal genius. A literal genius, He yeah. made a movie called American Movie, a documentary that we're going to just drool at him talking yeah. about. But the Firefest one we wa- I watched last night. Same. Yeah. Great. Tremendous it, it, movie. Unbelievable what happened in that festival. Unbelievable. Or didn't happen in that and, festival. And, and the access he had. Yeah, to everything, everyone. Bonkers. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. So that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Time for what's happening. Allie. Thursday morning, what's going on? Bean, it is Thursday morning, indeed. Hey, you know all those pictures of the Fiji water girl standing behind, photobombing everyone? Sure. Mm-hmm. And we all thought, oh, that's funny. She knows her angles. That's great. This was at the uh, Golden Globes? Yes. She didn't see it? Yes. Uh, people have been chatting with Kelleth Cuthbert, the Fiji model, doing a lot of interviews. She was right, here, yeah, right here in the studio. Yeah, she was here. She was with uh, Stryker and Kevin, yeah. Um, What did you say, Bean? I said, do you have a lisp now, or is that her name? Kelleth Cuthbert. (laughs) That's a good question. That (laughs) is indeed her name. (laughs) Elmer Fudd? Kelleth Cuthbert. Wow. That's that's an odd name. It sure is. Um, You know who didn't find it funny at all? The Golden Globes? 
Uh, no, because it was arranged by the Golden Globes. Oh, uh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis didn't find it funny at all because she said, so my husband, who doesn't look at a lot of showbiz news sites, just mentioned that I was on the CNN website. I specifically moved away from the blatant promotions by Fiji and Moe. Um, where young women with their trays filled with their wares stood near a designated camera. I knew why there was a photographer poised there, and I moved away as I said out loud that I didn't want to be doing advertising for either. The sponsors of these events need to get permission from people when they get them to take pictures next to products. So... All right. She's basically saying that was all a setup. I'm not a part of it. I want no part of it. That's a strange response, but uh, it seems well. Val- it seems valid. It seems, especially think about it. If you're a recovering alcoholic and you're in pictures with alcohol behind you and someone posing all coyly, and you know that's going to be a picture that blows up. Yeah, that's a huge problem. Well, hopefully yeah. she's not, you know, yes. anti-water. But I also feel like. <laughs> That's a big stand. That would yeah. be. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis does do step and repeats, and usually on step and repeats and stuff, it does say like some sort of sponsor on it. I guess this was sort of the escalation of that to actually have yeah. a human being holding the product. Yeah, and the step and repeats weren't viral. No, this was all really meant is, to be viral. It's kind of because she's staring at the camera, right? Which is what she was paid Told to, to do. do. Yeah, she was paid to photobomb, and all those yeah. pictures that were released were from the camera from Fiji water that was set up for it. I have a question, Which though. Which bums how, me out. How um, much, much can you care about that? I mean, really, it's just a photo. Okay, it makes the rounds. All right. It's not like she's drinking it. Christopher Guest is the one who found it. I know. That's what I she said. That. Kitty. Yeah, well, she says my husband. Just perusing I mean, the internet. Maybe a little less CNN website, a little <laughs> more waiting for Guffman Part 2, yeah. if you would, Mr. Guest. Yeah, I don't think she's, you know, going to rant about this for a year. Right. I think she's just basically saying, don't do that again, Oscars. What That's do you fair. think the Oscars will be? Like gummy bear? Sure. Hope yeah, so. Yeah, just a tray of gummy bears. Hope so. Oh, that would be the best. I'd allow that picture, you guys. I totally would. <sighs> Jordan Peele's movie, Us. You know that movie where the yes. family confronts their doppelgangers? They're already pushing it back, you guys. What? It's only a week. But Universal Pictures is moving back the release of Jordan Peele's Us to March 22nd. This is reportedly in a bid to build buzz following its selection as the opener of the South by Southwest Film Festival. You got buzz, people. Yeah, Everybody no was talking about this after the trailer was released. I think I think you're you're good on buzz, right? I mean, they're talking March though, so I know. I just want to maybe see that it. dies down between now and then. I want to see it now. I do yeah. too. The movie looks great. That's so fantastic. good. Oh, you guys! Who knows what's happening with the Oscars? But Variety said yesterday that plans for the Academy Awards are to air it without a host for only the second time ever. The last time they did it thirty years ago. And everybody's saying, oh, I remember that one. Rob Lowe, he sang and danced with Snow White. People, mm-hmm. that, that was I a long time. That. Oh, my God. That was before memes existed as a term. Really? Rob Lowe singing with Snow White was a catastrophe. Like, it was bad. Oh, it was the example you gave when you talked about bad television for a long time. Really? Yeah. Right, Bean? You remember this? That's correct. Yes. Oh, I yeah. need to see something like that. Then. Right. I will definitely tune in. Yeah. If the Oscars had any balls, they would recreate it and have Rob <laughs> come out and sing to Snow White. Because now he's beloved. Beloved, yeah. And I think he'd do it. I right? think he might. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, and loves money.
That would, well, that would be wonderful. Variety said that producers are going to choose a bunch of A-listers to introduce the different segments, and they're now scrambling to recruit stars to do it. Oh, we're just, you know, a month and a half away? February 24th, the Oscars. I think it's, I think it's fine without a host, just to have yeah. the people come out and do give away the awards. Yeah. Watch it. Good stars? Yeah. Watch it go without a host and have the best ratings they've ever had. They'll like be like, double. damn it! <laughs> Why didn't we do this before? And maybe it'll end in less than three hours. Oh, wouldn't that be oh, a doubt Wouldn't that be great? It goes long. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> you guys, Hulu has canceled I Love You, America with Sarah Silverman after only one season. They aired 21 episodes in its only season, though it was split into two parts. And if you didn't see it, it was basically a monologue, then interviews, and then field segments where... She basically was trying to unite a very politically divided company. She wanted to get the conversation going between people on the right and on the left. And it was really well done. And I'm kind of bummed about well, it. you know why no one watched it. Because it was trying to... No, there's uh, too much TV. It's clear. Oh, oh that's a good oh, point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, not, it's not her fault or the show's mm-hmm. fault. It's the fault of us as a nation that's okay. made too much TV. Well, Hulu does not own I Love You, America. Um, Funny or Die does, so... Who knows oh, if it shows up somewhere else? But kind of bummed about that. We Did need, you watch we need it? niceness, huh? Did you watch it? Uh, no, I just explained what the show was <laughs> and how much I liked it. No, nope. okay. <laughs> You're super bummed about that's, losing a show. You that's didn't what Bean watch. does. Though. God damn. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I read an article on it and I have it in my queue. <laughs> <laughs> Good impression. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, some birthdays for you. Sarah Shahi. Love Sarah Shahi. You have not experienced shots with Shahi. No. We'll do it. It has to happen. She's a bundle of energy, mm-hmm. and we do shots every time she comes in. Sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, you know, like you do. Yeah. Like you do. Uh, Rod Stewart, George Foreman, and one of my favorite actors, Jemaine Clement. Flight of the Concords. Love. My top five movie that no one has seen, Eagle vs. Shark. See it? Mm-hmm. He was also What's in your Le- favorite? He was also in Legion. Isn't he in We Are the Shadows? We're yeah. The, we live in the shadows? That movie's like literally great. It's hilarious. And it's like an hour long. It's the perfect, perfect run wow. Yeah. He's just got a lot of hits, you guys. He does. And also on the show Divorce. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. So you know how people are looking for their 50 minutes of fame? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever it takes... You're fine with it. Just run with it, and maybe you'll be famous. Right. You remember the woman two, three months ago that was dipping her chicken tenders into her Coca-Cola at the U.S. Open tennis tournament? Sure. Barely. (sighs) Barely, right? (laughs) Because it was a thing. It was a thing that was pretty big for about a day and a half, two days, maybe. Then it went away. Well... She has just recorded and uploaded a song and a video. Well, capitalize when it's hot, right? Just now. Yeah, what oh. took so long? Two or three months later. Well, the, probably it was just they were really working on the quality of the song to make sure it was they had high standards. Oh, and it really, Yes, it was really exceptional. Okay. By the way, I just uh, looked up uh, Miss Alexa Greenfield and... Do you know what the date was of her dipping her uh, her chicken tenders? I don't. Coca-Cola? I was guessing two or three months ago. It was September 3rd at the U.S. Open, and apparently she was showing her nephews how to cool down a hot chicken strip by using a cold drink. Mm -hmm. If it's too hot to eat, you dip it in your soda, then you can eat it. 
that was what that was all about. Just happened to get caught on camera and went viral. Or yeah. wait one minute like a normal human. <laughs> right. So that it doesn't God. taste bad. So she's recorded a song and put up a video. Oh. And it looks like it's decent production values in the mm. video, which sort of means she spent some dough on it. Right. Uh, I'm going to play it for you. Okay. Now, Bean, you're not going to want to hear the whole thing. Okay. But it's only about a, it's not even two minutes, about minute 45. <laughs> you don't want to hear I, the whole and thing. And I can't make it through the whole thing. I'm saying you probably won't be able to. Is the topic of the song dipping your chicken in a soda? Yes. Okay. Yeah, what else would it be? <laughs> what if well, it wasn't? I just, just trying to I had a hard out. time in college. Well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean this I just is the one we'd... thing in her life that right, she sort of became thought... famous for. Maybe we'd find out that she also had aspirations. She was a singer-songwriter and really thought she'd take advantage of her momentary I mean, fame. she doesn't bring any of that up. Okay, mm. gotcha. It's all about dipping chipping, chicken uh, in your Coke. Okay. And I'm not exactly sure why it came out now, but here's the song. Minding my business at the U.S. Open when ESPN caught me. I was dipping my chicken into my soda, and now they all think I'm a freak. Take the chicken with your right, take the soda with your left, and then you dip, 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 dip. Take the chicken with your right, take the soda with your left, and then you dip, 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 dip. The chicken dance. And by the, the most way, annoying um, song of all time just got worse. Do you need an explanation, a step-by-step <laughs> explanation of how to dip something in a soda? Yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take the chicken with your left, and ch- take the chicken with your right, then dip. Thanks dip, for, dip, dip, dip. Thanks for the introduction yeah. of, well, on how to do that. Are you forgetting the hokey pokey? I mean, sometimes people do need to be led. Yeah, which well, way to go? She does that. I always wanted to be in Sports Illustrated. Didn't think it would happen this way. I heard I took even in Debbie Storm. Everyone's dipping at cricket games. Time Magazine said Federer and we're over I'm the real upset at the US Open Most people told me I should go to prison But at least Barstool said That psycho is smoking So she did throw in there underneath that uh, a Barstool said that that chick is hot yeah. She wanted to make sure that that was highlighted. Listen, okay. if Barstool calls you a smoke show, <laughs> put that on your resume. <laughs> I have said it for years. When Barstool did an article on me, yeah. when I did the shake weight, uh-huh. honestly, it was the highlight of my life. <laughs> That's how sad my life is. I mean, you need a better life. All right, but, continue on. All right. And then you dip, 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 dip Take the chicken with your right Take the soda with your left And then you dip, whip, 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 whip Take the chicken with your right Take the soda with your left And then you dip, drip, 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 drip I mean, I get it. Toma el pollo con la izquierda y la soda en la derecha Entonces, dip, 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 dip I mean, all right. I don't, uh, all right, here's what I'm, here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, wait, all right, wait. I mean, changing I don't, it up for the Spanish speakers? I don't need right. it. Okay, no I don't one need needs it. it, right? And I don't ever need to hear it again, right? But it's not as awful as I thought it would. But you be. don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't hate. I mean, she's look. I look, think part look, of she's, why she's no bo- Rosa G, but right. she's not embarrassing herself. Right. I think part of what drives me crazy about this is the amount of time between when it happened and when the song came out. Too, mm-hmm. it was like. How long does it take you to realize this is your moment? And so she just put it out. And let's not forget how long ago this happened. Right. <laughs> it's the only way to eat your fried chicken. When I dip, you dip, we dip. Now watch me dip, sip, whip, drip, dip, sip, 
It could fade out right here. What's that? It could fade out right here. Take the chicken with the right, the soda with the left, and then you dip, 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 dip. Take the chicken with the right, the soda with the left, and then you dip, 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 dip. So you want to stop it? No, I'm saying we got it. Yeah, that's it. Take the chicken with the right, the soda with the left, and then you dip, 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 dip. Big ending. What is she doing in the video? She she's a sort of uh, t- uh, acting out the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, she's getting, sipping and whipping. She's and doing dripping. that. Yeah, she gets pulled over by a cop. She explains it to him. He's happy. I don't know. It's just like it's <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> is it true based on the uh, based on the the cover photo on some of the stories I've read that at some point she is in a bathtub full of soda and chicken fingers? Yes, that's that's not a good. That's look. what you need. That's not what I, I need. I mean, I think it is what you need. And I think that's <laughs> what you're saying as well. So. Now they all think I'm a freak. Take the chicken with your right. Take the soda with your left. And then you dip, 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 dip. Take the chicken with your right. Take the soda with your left. You know, I just noticed that if you take the chicken with your left, you have to take the soda with your right. Yeah, and uh-huh. you can probably switch them off, And then, too. If you're right, if you yeah. take the chicken with your left, then you hold mm-hmm. the soda on your right. Right. Yeah. You and then you dip, 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 dip. I don't love when you have to drip. That's my least favorite part. I didn't quite understand that either, yeah. unless she spilled some. Well, I think you have to drip the excess oh, back in I see. after you whip. I see. I don't know. All I know is this. Uh, that's my jam. And then you dip, 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 dip. Oh. It's Kevin and BJ Rock KROQ. All right, Dr. Jensen Carp, educate us. What's going on today? Uh, guys, this is a feature that I've been doing for weeks now where I get you up on things that you might not know about yet, things that have not yet hit mainstream or things you may have missed. You can see all of them that I've had over the past few months. I've nailed it, I think. I think so, too. I've done some really good work, yeah. and you can see it all at krock.com. But for now, this is Get Up On This. Get Up On This. gotten you up on many things movies tv shows but uh the ones that have stuck the uh the most with you the listener are uh musicians and sure. i'm excited mm-hmm. this week to get you up on a rock band that i think fits perfectly here did you say a rock band a rock there's band. rock bands it still it still exists huh. i know you won't believe it they and play th- guitars well yes what oh yeah real ones not even like keyboards that are guitars you know what i mean <laughs> i don't even mean keytars. Guitar? I mean, oh. no i mean like a keyboard that sits and then a guy plays it and it, it's like you know sounds like a guitar yeah yeah tom morello but a keyboard sure it's called slow pulp it's a S- slow pulp. Slow pulp. It is a four-person outfit that is out of Madison, Wisconsin, but they now live in Chicago. They recently moved to sort of get more into the music scene uh, out there in the Midwest. And they've taken the extremely hard journey of being a rock band in 2019. It's it is, tough. It's impossible, yeah. guys. And we have to help them uh, because they're holding a very important torch for a lot of us who listen to K-Rock. Uh, lead singer Emily Massey started taking guitar lessons uh, after seeing Jack Black in School of Rock. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. In case any of you want to feel any older. Uh, (laughs) But she did make music for a very long time. Her father is a musician, and she kind of came up under his mentoring. Uh, 
So it's not like, you know, she just heard, watched a movie right. and then became a musician. I could do that. Uh, Throw-in guitarist Henry Storr, uh, bassist Alex Leeds, and drummer Teddy Matthews, and you have a very promising sort of dream rock sound that All I'm, right. I'm okay. thrilled about. Uh, they had released their first EP. It was called EP1, very creatively titled, <laughs> in 2016 without Massey in the group, and it wasn't until Massey joined in 2017 and they released EP2. Uh, that things started to click, especially when their songs started to show up on blogs uh, completely organically. So people would come to shows, and they didn't have a publicist. They didn't send it out to blogs. Wow. But it started to show up on, on important places like Pigeons and Planes and a lot of different websites. But I actually want to start with a uh, newer single they just released in November. It's called Steel Birds, and it's quickly becoming one of my favorite songs. This is, uh, is, is, Steel, this is Slow Pope Steel Birds. <laughs> Love that it feels like it has a Weezer vibe as, as yeah, well. Like Weezer meets cranberries. Can I say that? Mm, you can sure. say it. I don't know if it's right, but <laughs> I, what I'm saying is it's it's good, and it sounds like it should just be in rotation right. at any rock station or alt station uh, around the country. Slow, poppy rock, uh, great songwriting. Uh, it's similar to actually a, get, a recent get up on this pick, Cherry Glazer, that I also got mm -hmm. you guys up on. Mm -hmm. uh, they also put a very large focus on their visuals, which you can see online with their music videos. I highly recommend uh, Googling the group. In the meanwhile, here's another clip from a song that's off of EP2. It's called At Home. like a real guitar. Sounds it's, good. It's Yeah, it's not a keyboard. But it was a keyboard. No, 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 it no. It wasn't a keyboard. Real guitar, guys. What? It was a keyboard. I know we're not. No, not even it a keyboard. It wasn't that. Okay. No, a real with, with shredding and <laughs> strings and a pick, the whole thing. Uh, sometimes I'll get you up on things that have a bit of a following already. But here's the best part about jumping into this, uh, get up on this right now. 431 followers on Twitter for Slowpulp, 807 followers on SoundCloud, 3,745 on Spotify. You're at the ground level, guys. So they've done nothing yet. Wow. Nothing. You can help them out. Uh, they're going to be at South by Southwest, which is where all the kind of cool, new, up-and-coming musicians, they've already been announced, so there's a lot of uh, you know early buzz on them. So if you're going out there, go see them play. Uh, guys, the band is called Slowpulp, and I think you should be into it. That's why it was my Get Up On This. Get Up, Get On Up On This. Get Up. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-K.
We uh, did a story when we came on the air yesterday. It was uh, about it was a Sports Illustrated story about the Minnesota Vikings. This is not a sports story, though. It was just about, uh, in part, the routine that the general manager of the Vikings, Rick Spielman, goes through every day. Here's the paragraph. Spielman follows the same routine before every Vikings home game, and this week against the Cardinals is no different. This is how a general manager survives 13 NFL seasons by tempering his anxiety and finding order in chaos. He wakes up at 5 a.m. He takes his dogs for a walk following the same route. He eats the same breakfast sandwich, fried egg, bacon, and peanut butter on a wheat round. Sounds Mm. terrible. (laughs) He shaves the left side of his face and then the right. By the way, do you guys uh, you guys have a pattern when you shave? You shave the same way every time I do. Uh, I like that you think we're shocked you do that. And right. I mean, <laughs> I assume I do. I don't know. I've never really paid attention. I think okay. I, I think I go. It's not neck important. Up. I think. I oh, do. you do. Yeah, I think so. He uh, puts his. Here's my favorite part. He puts his shoes and socks on before his pants. <sighs> he what? is either. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe, pants, or he's sock, shoe, sock, shoe, pants. But either way, very few people, I think, put their pants on after their Susan shock. I don't even shoes. knew. I don't even know sock, shoe, sock, shoe people. I don't either. Yes, uh, sock, sock, shoe, one. shoe. Yeah. you're looking at one. Uh, of Blondie over there. Uh, Allie. I, yeah, I do. A, I do a sock, sock shoe, shoe, sock, sock shoe. shoe. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's I mean, weird. I'm down at that foot. Finish it up. <laughs> Move on to the next one. But he, this guy, uh, we, this is a this is a suit, right? Yes. Yeah. So the shoes for a suit are usually pretty big and yeah, long. You'd, and, ha- you'd have to assume the pants are jinkos. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> huge pant legs to go over the shoe. Yeah, it can't be a normal pant. I wouldn't think so either. Jinkos us. Yeah. Uh, leaves his house at the same time so he can arrive at the stadium at 8. He follows the same route to work. He stops at the same gas station. He uses the same pump. So does that mean if he pulls up at the gas station Great and question. his quote-unquote pump isn't available, he just sits there and waits till that one is so he can get gas? Wait it out. I mean, I would assume so. Makes it sound like it. And make sure to always end his purchase on a zero. So that's the uh, that's the paragraph about the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. But it did get us to start thinking about routines, about the things that people do that other people may look at and go, I don't know. I feel like you're putting too much work into that. And we're (laughs) going to have a lot harder than it needs to be. And we're going to take your calls at 1-800-520-1067 about your routines, especially if you really honestly believe your day is going to go poorly if you don't do it that way. Mm -hmm. And perhaps other people have made fun of you for it. And I I speak your name. I am medicated for OCD. So Mm -hmm. I had many of these growing up. Bean, Uh, are you medicated for... uh, OCD? Uh, um, I'm taking a lot of medicine, a lot of antidepressants and things like that, but I don't think any of them specifically are for OCD. All right, Jensen, do you deal, Do you still have routines? No, no. You take I, I'm, medication. I, You're I, good. Uh, routines have kind of kind of left me in my late teens because you can. that's the kind of the one you can ditch a bit. Okay. But then I had repeating thoughts, which is not hot. Uh, yeah, so, oh, I have that, too. Yeah. That's terrible. You don't love that. Uh, I do so, have medicine for that. Oh, okay. So that's similar. So what... I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. I, 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 it's similar in a sense that, like, uh, the same way that you have to tap a light fixture three or four times before you leave a room that is me never heard of that oh come on really Uh -uh. oh yeah light fixture no oh really never heard Or like washing your hands yeah the door opening the door i've Mm -hmm. heard that so so basically your hands yeah yeah so basically uh, that's me but with thoughts so i have to have a certain amount of thoughts or blah 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 it's really torturous but i had taken medicine about two years ago and i've really got it down to like 10 percent. all right being what are your routines because you're you have more than anyone i know well, I mean, I, I, Donna will tell you that, not that I'm inflexible, that I do. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously. we've all noticed, seriously, that it's hard on you 
when you don't have that routine. Yes. It really is. It is. It is. I like to do things in the same way and at the same time that I am comfortable in. And the older I get, the harder it is for me to be out of my comfort zone. So what's a typical routine for you? Um, Like one I, of the things that you have to do or you don't feel well. Well, for instance, I mean, I know that this is uh, this is blasphemous living in New Orleans and ever going to IHOP. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> does seem like perhaps there are better options, and I certainly enjoy many of those better options throughout the week. But I have a routine of Sunday morning being on the you know on the crossing the Mississippi River and being on the West Bank and being on my IHOP at exactly seven thirty on Sunday morning. Now, what happens if it's seven thirty one or seven twenty nine? If it's seven twenty nine, do you just wait to go in? Um, that's probably close enough. That's probably oh, you close can fudge enough. it a little. I, I see. fudge it a little bit. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I feel like if I show up at 7:40 for whatever reason, I will feel like my entire day is off kilter because I don't have that anchor. I don't have that 7:30 anchor that gets me off on the on the right foot. You want to rephrase that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I get it. I get it. Like speaking of right foot, like I obviously collect a lot of sneakers, mm-hmm. and if my if I haven't cleaned them. Mm-hmm. After about two uses, I will feel terrible for a full day, like wearing for the, the full day. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. For the, if oh. I, yeah. Absolutely. Have either of you tried? Have you thought being this probably isn't that healthy for me? Have you ever tried to not do that? No. Or would you never consider? Never no. tried to no. like break if, that habit. If I'm able to go, I go. You know, like if I'm not out of town or something like that, I I absolutely will go. Hmm. But Kevin, what about Denny's? You do that too, right? I don't go to Denny's here. Oh, you don't? Okay. At all, yeah. All right. Um, but don't you think that, like, you, with some of the problems you've had in the morning, remembering to bring your wallet or sure. your key card or, you know, your paperwork or whatever it is, don't you think you could benefit with a system with some sort of routine? Yeah, of course. Where you had a... If you, <laughs> I'm if a, you're doing the I'm same a <laughs> complete mess. There's no question about that. <laughs> if you were doing the same thing the same way every time, I think it would be beneficial. I need to take cases. the opposite of whatever Jensen's taking. <laughs> yeah, he, he needs to take the obsession pill. <laughs> Ramp it up a bit. How about you, Alex? Do you have anything you stick to? No. <laughs> Nothing. Wow. Mm-hmm. You just Nothing. roll with the flow. Wow. Nothing. Professional radio. How about uh, that? Nope. Nope. Not even a thing. Uh, really? There's never nothing in your life has ever felt like you wanted to stick to a routine or it would it would feel off. No. Especially for the whole day. I can't even Mm-mm. fathom I, that. I envy both of you very, very much. I mean, I I do take a shower every morning before I leave, no matter what. Well, I have to take a shower. Hygiene. Having said that, yeah. no, but it, even if I took a shower last night, mm-hmm. before I leave in the morning, I take a shower. Unless I'm late, in which case I don't, and I'm fine for the day. It's okay. Mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't ruin my day if I don't do it that way. Allie, what, how, did your, uh, how did your sock shoe, sock shoe come up? How did that start? I had never even thought about it until yesterday. Oh, when that you means you're really story. sick. That means you actually have the true sickness. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was the sickness. Yeah, I no, you're, not you're, aware. You're, you're down with the sickness. <laughs> I just, <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, it might mean you just don't know you have them. Because sock shoe, sock shoe is nuts balls. Right, that's what I think. Yeah, It's all sock, sock, shoe, shoe. I'm putting on my sock. The shoe is right next to it. Complete that task. Move on to the next how, foot. But how far is the next foot that you have to... <laughs> Sometimes I'm doing the splits. Uh, I just I get real creative. Putting on my, my footwear. Well, we have someone in denial. I've never, done, I've never done sock shoe, sock shoe. But if you want me to do sock... Sock. sock shoo shoo. I'll do it. Try it. It's not a problem. Try it and see if it's a problem. Yeah, no problem. See. Let's yeah. see. Okay. 
Okay, what uh, what kind of calls are we looking for here at 1-800-520-1067? I mean, I think we're looking for you have a routine that if you don't do it, it sort of messes up your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and added to it, it might be funnier if uh, people make fun of you when they find out about it. And we won't. We won't make fun of you at all because we're not known for that. That's so one eight hundred shoe, sock, shoe. Isn't it? <laughs> then, right? 1-800-520-1067. Do we want to start with Ken? Sure, let's start with all Ken right. before the break. Hey, Ken. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. What's your uh, routine? Okay, so my just what you were saying, if someone makes fun of you, my wife makes fun of all my routines, but okay. probably the one that messes me up the most is whenever I go anywhere and I park the car, I have to turn the car off and do a certain number of routines before I exit the car, because if I don't, I will go back to the car, turn it back on just so I can do it, do it the way I need Explain to Explain what you do then. You turn off the car and then. Okay, well, obviously, I'm listening to the Kevin and Bean show. Sure. So I turn the Thank car you. off. You should. Turn the car off. Turn, if I have the air on, turn the Actually, even if I don't have the air on, I still make that motion where I turn off the AC, turn off the radio, seatbelt, shifter, out the car. That in that order. Okay. That's great. In that order. Every time mm-hmm. in that order. Wow. And, and honestly, it's because when I come back in the car, I don't want the radio blasting or the air just but in my face when I come right, back. Right, crazy air conditioning. Sure. <laughs> yes. And your and your wife yeah. is, does the right thing and makes fun of you. She absolutely. And like I said, I told I told the, the screener I have I have really weird ones, and my wife makes fun of all of them. But that's the one that will mess up my morning. Like if I'm at work and I'm thinking, wait a minute, did I turn the air off? Did I turn the speaker off? I will come back to the car mm. just to do it. Wow. I'm Team Ken on this, I'm by the way. I'm major Team Ken. You all both are? All yeah. he's doing is just setting himself up for a pleasant re-entry into the car when he comes back later. <laughs> he, he has a purpose. It's not yeah. like he thinks his mom is going to pass away if he doesn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, he has a real but reason. But I would also mm-hmm. say, even if he has a reason, him getting in the car and the air conditioning hits him, he can turn it down in one second with no effort. It is. It will ruin when I get back into the car because obviously if you have, if, if say it's a hot day and you have the AC on, well, when you come back in the car, the air is not cool. It's back hot again. So now I'm over here like feel like I'm suffocating in like in my own car again. It's He's like, suffocating. Have- Kevin, say you hear him? Yes, but my point was it takes a second. So that's how long you're suffocating. But I don't want to. Yeah, why not? Why not ru- ruin my day for a second? Thanks, Kevin. I don't want to do that. <laughs> thank Ken, you. Thank you, Jen. All right. Everybody's on your side except you, me. You keep doing exactly where you're doing, my friend. I think you're living your best life. We appreciate the call. 1-800-520-1067. What's your weird routine or habit that people make fun of? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Let's take one call. Let's make it Caden in Chatsworth. Good morning. Good morning. What's your routine every day? Every day in the morning when I'm putting deodorant on, I have to count the number of strokes in each one. And it's usually five or seven. But if I'm feeling super OCD that day, it's 20. And if anybody's around watching me, they make fun of me. They throw out numbers and try to throw me off. And it's so frustrating. I mean, 20 is sort of weird, isn't it? Yeah, how big are your armpits? It feels right. Feels right. Okay. But 20. Wait, so what like was the smaller number? Five or seven. Five or seven. Five or seven. But doesn't 20 make you walk around like feeling like you've got something stuck under your arms all day? Yeah, but she smells beautiful. Not. Yeah, I respect it, it that she's fantastic. doing this. I, I support you putting on more deodorant. Because best case scenario. Yeah, best yeah. case scenario. <laughs> where, where do you think and how do you think this got started? I, I have no idea. It happened as an adult. I never did it before. Um... 
it, it came out of nowhere, really. Are you smelly? No, not at all. I, really? I am, yeah. I, I'm super, like, I'm super clean person, so maybe it came from that, like, oh, not yeah. wanting to smell bad. Yeah, sure. You sound like the cleanest person in the world. Keep doing what you're doing. I think we're, <laughs> I all, I think we're all down with you. All right, Caitlin, appreciate the call. Thanks so much for listening. This is uh, kind of fun, by the way, you guys. We're taking calls at 1-800-520-1067 about people who may not even technically be OCD, but they do have a routine that they like to stick to, and maybe other people find it a little bit odd. Like our man Tim in HB, he's on line three to get us going on this segment. Hey, Tim. What? What's up, guys? So I got uh, two of them. The first one probably a little more sane than the second one. So okay. every day when I get out of the shower, I got to put my socks on first before boxers, before anything. And you start with your I'm socks. Not- the very first thing you put on after you dry off is socks. Right. Yeah. I don't want my feet passing through my boxers where my special parts will lay. <laughs> Are your feet re- super gross? Not coming out of the shower. Well, that's what I'm asking, though. Yeah, I mean, athlete's foot has been a problem in the past. Okay. You don't, okay. Want, you don't want athletes junk, so... Second one, okay. when I when I get when I get to work every day on my calendar, I have to put an X, you know, on the day that just passed. But I have to draw the lines a specific way. So I start top right of the box and draw diagonally down to the left, right? And then I have to do the opposite afterwards. Otherwise, my day does not go well. So you can't I start at the it. bottom on any day and diagonal up. Yeah, not only that, not- but I have to start on the top right of uh, the box and go down to the left. Otherwise, right. my day does not go well. What if you mm. miss a day at work? Oh. Uh, then I will actually draw Uh-oh. the final line has to go top left of the box, down right. Doesn't matter if I miss a day, I'll just do it the same way. Okay. Very reasonable okay. as far as I'm concerned. Very reasonable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have no problem with any of that. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, all of this is a little OCD, right? Yes. Let's it has go, to be a part these of are, it. These are my people. has to be a part of yeah. it. Let's go to Hannah and Whittier, line six. She's Allie's people. She says she has an explanation as to why a monster like Allie would do shoe sock, shoe sock. Okay. Hey, Hannah. No, Allie is not a monster. She Thank is completely you. right in what she does, first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like the first reason, like she said, because it's right there. Why not just complete it? That makes complete sense. Thank you, Hannah. Um, and <laughs> but I just like to suggest again that her other shoe and other foot no. are two inches away. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Listen to my reason. All right. Okay. So if you're if you're doing sock sock, then you're putting on your sock, and then you're putting your foot back down on the floor where it's picking up dust and whatever other debris is like on your floor. Like I have long blonde hair and that is everywhere. Like my hair is just everywhere. So I don't want to like pick my foot back up off the floor and then put whatever just got on my sock into my shoe. That's disgusting. Yeah. Hannah 2020. How, obviously, everybody. Yeah. how horrible yeah. is your floor? No. What well, do you live I mean, in a hut in the it, Sahara? The house no, looks like a barbershop. No, okay, okay, okay <laughs> Jensen, Jensen, your your wife has long hair. Are you telling me that her hair is not just everywhere? I you mean, know not. No, no, no. My, my wife has very. Uh, <clears throat> my wife has very long hair, and it is right. a lot of places. But mm-hmm. I don't pick it up and take it all over the city. Mm. It's not. It's not. You don't know. You don't know. You don't, don't know. know. That's true. That's a good point. Before we, before you put it in those sneakers that you love so much. Yeah, I mean, we we don't know what you're putting oh. inside those. I, I hope you're cleaning the inside of them just as well as you clean out. Oh no, there's, there's, she is just freaking out. Am I shoe sock shoe sock? Oh no, you're gonna have to be because otherwise you're walking around with a shoe full of hair. Hannah, hey, uh, a you're yeah. crazy, but B I love you. No, right. no. 
I win. <laughs> yes, really, you do. It's really making me question everything. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah does win, and I am also going to support Hannah 2020. Wow. All right. All right. Let's go to uh, Nicole, line five. She's in Irvine. She says she has multiple things that she has to do before she leaves the house every single morning. Hey, Nicole. Hi. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm a former Division One athlete, so uh, I just am a super, super disciplined person, but it's not OCD. Um, every single morning, I have to get up and do a three-minute plank exercise before I do anything. And then I have to go and get the same bowl every day, same spoon, have the same bowl of oatmeal with two glasses of water. It has to be two glasses. And then my meal has to last at least 15 minutes, and I time it every day. And if I don't do that, then everything's ruined. So if you're, my just, so if you're just about done at, at nine minutes, you go, i got to slow down. Oh, I, yeah. i got to exactly. make it to 15 minutes. Yeah, I have to slow down. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty good at it now where um, I don't really have to look at the time. I'm just good at doing 15 without looking. Have you ever <laughs> tried to not do any of that stuff? Um, I have, but I but I hate doing that. I definitely okay. get a feeling of it's, it's going to be a really bad day. <laughs> Nicole, you, did you say you were a, a former Division One athlete? Yes. Okay, so you don't need to do that for training anymore. Why are you still so disciplined? I don't know. I just have something in my mind that kind of tells me that if I do those things, then my day is going to be fantastic. And if I don't, then it's going to be kind of set up for failure. It's time, <laughs> it's time to cut out the exercise and cut out the oatmeal and just start sleeping in and getting fat. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's but, so yeah. fun, Nicole. So fun. <laughs> yeah. It's the life. It's a lot better. Uh, you should try it. My routine is super fun. It makes my day awesome. Oh, yeah. It does sound like yeah, it. It sounds okay. super fun. <laughs> sounds awesome. Timing All your right. breakfast. Yeah, it's, uh, right, also, what they do in jail, by the way. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. First, Ellie's got what's happening here on a Thursday. Well, weeks of speculation surrounding whether or not Radiohead would be showing up for their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> Tom York has confirmed that he will not be in attendance. See, I just... Yeah, I already, already did it. What's that? And now a breaking news bulletin. Again, just finished it. Tom York has confirmed... Tom York has and confirmed... Now a breaking news bulletin. Tom York has confirmed. Tom York has confirmed. Was this some news? I've just been handed uh -huh. an urgent and horrifying news story. <laughs> he will not. I need all of okay. you to stop what you're doing Apologies. and listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ron. He has confirmed that he won't be in attendance. It's not surprising. Here's here's the thing. He no, um he has something else to do that day. He's going to be in Paris, and he had done these uh, piano works, so he's going to be showing those off in Paris. But he admitted that the concept of the institution of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is very foreign to the band. Here's what he says. 
The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we've always been very blasé about that stuff, so we don't want to offend anyone. We just think that we don't quite understand it. We've had it explained to us, so it's cool, but we don't really understand it as English people. I think our problem is essentially that every award ceremony in the UK stinks. So he doesn't, he di he isn't grasping what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that it's it's kind of a big deal right. to musicians because he's British. Okay, but here's here's where I just go, Tom, just say you don't want to go. So he has kept open February 24th, okay, which is the Oscars, just in case his song is shortlisted for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, the song that he did uh, for uh, Suspiria. So he's leaving that day open. Okay. For that and, award show. And he says, I mean, I hope it gets nominated. That would be great because it was a year and a half in my life and I worked bloody hard on it. So, you know, sometimes it's nice to be recognized. <laughs> what? Tom, you just... What? what? He's making no sense. Yeah. No sense whatsoever. And if, any, if Radiohead does anything, it's make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything adds up for them. And also that statement, much like their song, is about two minutes too long. Yeah, Super true. I just I don't understand. Yeah, it's you odd. worked really hard on that song. You worked really hard we'd, in radio. We just like to be recognized. They just want to be recognized, you guys. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, no. Nah, Oscars. I hope it's nominated. So, you guys, yesterday I told you about Jeff Bezos and his wife of twenty five years, Mackenzie. They're getting a divorce, which. Is news because it's uh what was it a hundred and thirty seven billion yeah. billion dollars yeah, yeah billion with okay. a B yes a lot of money at stake right there well apparently they put out that tweet saying that they're getting divorced because they got wind that the National Enquirer would be putting out a story saying that he had been dating Lauren Sanchez does that name sound familiar to anyone it does. Former uh, anchor for Fox's Good Day LA. She mm -hmm. was on Extra Television. Hmm. Also married to uh, Patrick Weitzel. He's the co-CEO of WME. A huge roster of clients. Huge mogul here in right. LA. Um, her first uh, relationship, who she has um, her first child with, ex-NFL player Tony Gonzalez. Okay. And then they broke up, uh, married Patrick Weitzel, has, I believe, two kids with him. And now, apparently, dating Jeff Bezos from Amazon. All I'm saying is, please have a seminar yes. of how to do this. That's because, quite a, quite good a run. God, Lauren. I will say this about Lauren Sanchez. I uh, hosted a AEG tree lighting with her. Yeah. Uh, and Stevie Wonder. Right, sure. <laughs> She's lovely. She's Just tell them the tree's lit. <laughs> you won't even know. <laughs> I hate you. She is a lovely, lovely woman. Apparently, her and Patrick Weitzel were separated in the fall, and Jeff and his wife had been separated for quite some time as well. Both couples have houses in Seattle and have socialized for years. Hmm. That's a little odd. But I'll say this about Jeff Bezos. He's 54. She's 49. Age appropriate. I mean, congrats, dude. Yeah, age that's impressive. Cool. That's what I'm saying. Age appropriate. Love it. Yeah. So there's your uh, Jeff Bezos news right there. All right. Yeah. I'm just saying, Tony Gonzalez. Wow. Yeah. Patrick Weitzel. Hey. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <gasps> Is he attractive, Allie? 
170 billion dollars? Yeah. Okay. Would he be attractive if he made forty thousand dollars a year? Listen, you know me. He's bald <laughs> and looks uh, looks a bit nerdy. I'm into it. Uh, truth. That's your that's Not your thing. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, she's uh, she's had quite a run. I think Jensen is correct in that assessment. The kids would call it a glow up. A real glow up. Yeah. Yeah. Although, honestly, I'd be happy with just Tony Gonzalez. Have you seen him? What a babe. Who's with me, huh? Give a call. 1-800-5... <laughs> no, nope, 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 nope. don't call. Don't call. Okay. Sorry, I misread that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some birthdays for you. Jemaine Clement, Sarah Shahi, Rod Stewart, and George Foreman. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's getting real, you guys, as we try to march toward an L.A. versus L.A. Super Bowl. Will it happen? Let's find out. Let's go out to Las Vegas right now and talk to R.J. Bell. Hit it, Steve. Because he's R.J. Our friend RJ is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. By the way, I hate to put you on the spot here, RJ, but has there ever been, you know, I, you know, I remember the Yankees and the Mets in the World Series back in the early 2000s. Has there ever been like a, uh, you know, like a Raiders 49ers Super Bowl where there are two teams in the Super Bowl from, a, from a, a very close to each other? Well, that's interesting. So let's think about that. San Fran Raiders hasn't been the case. And then New York could play New York, but that hasn't been the case. Sure. Mm-hmm. And now we've got L.A. So I would say no. And okay. that was just impromptu. I'm just saying. Just off the cuff. <laughs> All right. Well, it won't surprise anyone who has been following RJ for several seasons here on the Kevin and Bean Show. But he had another big week during the playoffs last week. If you took his advice, you were 3-0 and on the games that we talked about. Let, let me ask a quick question, if you don't mind. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm a little concerned. Yes. yes. About? Because I know Kevin and Bean is family fair. Is that is that fair to say? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not really, but okay. Okay. And... Last time we picked, prior to the this time, it was 3-0. Perfect, right? Uh-huh, win, right. win, win. Right. And then the next time, it's win, win, win. Okay. That's right. And I felt ambivalent about it. On one hand, I'm cashing the money. I'm trying to put it in my pocket. It doesn't fit. I get all that, right? <laughs> it's awesome. But then I'm thinking about the kids, right? And they sure. are the future. What and is going what on? What is happening? And they're in, let them think about it. They're in the car hearing me like magic. Just winner, winner. Is this a filibuster? At some point, I think they're going to turn to their parents and say, Mommy, I want to be like RJ. And I just wonder, is that a good thing? I mean, give a call right now. No, let's not take calls on that. No. No? Okay. I lost you after three minutes in that question. Look, RJ, you love what you do, and you're good at it, so I don't think that's a bad thing for young people to aspire to. All right. Then if you're comfortable with it, I'm comfortable. There you go. All right. right, Let's move on to the divisional playoffs, and we're going to start with the big dog of the week. This is the Dallas Cowboys. At the Los Angeles Rams. As I understand, by the way, if it matters, uh, RJ, I think now they're calling for not rain at at the uh, kickoff time. Yeah, and for Dallas, I'd rather a little rain because this is a team that runs the ball exceptionally well. And listen, I love L.A. It's probably my second favorite city. Genuinely, I visit as often as I can. But we got to tell it the way it is. I think this is too many points. Seven and a half is too many. That's a huge line. It is. And the the Rams had a great game against Kansas City. Remember that famous Monday night game? But since then, they really haven't played that well. And since Dallas got Amari Cooper, a wide receiver they traded for, 
Dallas is 8-1 their last nine games. So you got a team with a better record the second half of the year, Dallas, getting over a touchdown. And to me, what is the weakest spot on the Rams? It's the rush defense. Dallas with Zeke Elliott runs the ball super effectively. So first pick, Dallas plus 7.5. Wow. You know, remember the first whole half of this season, the Rams every week were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. It sounds like that slipped a little bit. Yeah, they're right there at the top, but you're right. Even three or four weeks into the season, the Rams were considered to be the favorite, and some thought one of the best teams of the decade. The assumption was the defense was going to be really good and the offense good. Well, the defense hasn't been that good for the Rams, below average, actually. And then if you look at what Goff is doing second half of the year, that's been below average. So this team has trended down the Rams. Interesting. All right. The best bet, RJ, Indianapolis Colts in Kansas City playing the Chiefs. Yeah, plus five and a half in this game. This is another example of first half of the season, second half of the season. Because if it weren't the Rams as the best team in the first half, it would have been Kansas City. They were one and two most of the first half. Well, Kansas City's had seven games since Kareem Hunt got kicked off the team for that violence. And in those seven games, Kansas City has covered one time. So the Vegas spread, they've won only once in seven games. So they're trending down. Now you got the Colts who have won 10 of the last 11. So we have the hotter team in the Colts getting five and a half points. Andy Reid is famous for having uh, laying eggs, let's say, in the playoffs. He's the coach for KC. So we're going to go best bet, Colts plus five and a half. That would, I mean, I think the average fan on the street that you talk about would look at that as an upset, I think, just because in their mind, Kansas City's real good, right? No doubt, and that's why we're getting five and a half, right? So, I don't, hey, listen, they can win the Colts. They don't have to win just so it's a tight one. We cash, and the kids are happy. Just so I understand, when it says plus five and a half, that means the Chiefs are favored, right? Exactly. Okay. So we're taking right. the other side, taking the points. Gotcha. We have the underdog points with the Colts. All right. All right, big game of the week with R.J. Bell in Las Vegas, pregame.com. The New England Patriots, who are finally starting to show some, show some cracks in that team and with their quarterback this season, which we have not seen him before. This is a team, remember, that went to the Super Bowl last year. They are hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. How do you read this one? Now, imagine how great you have to be that you're the number two seed, you're undefeated at home, and you're Tom Brady married to a supermodel, and you've got somehow it's a bad season for this team. <laughs> so I guess it's all relative. But remember, New England was undefeated at home. And here's the thing about the Chargers. Let's give them a ton of credit. But the last week of the year, they had to fly to Denver, play a game, and fly home. And then a week later, they flew all the way to Baltimore, play a game, fly home. And now they have to fly all the way to New England. So you're talking about 10,000 miles, like in 15 days, in the air. During that time, New England has traveled zero miles. They've been home the last two weeks of the year, and they had a bye last week. So to me, situationally, it's such a big edge for New England. And as good as the Chargers are, I think their coach is below average, Lynn. And we know Belichick is a genuine genius. So I think that's another edge for the Pats. We're going to go with New England. In this case, they're favored by four points. So, Bean, you started this by saying Rams... Chargers and uh-huh. RJ saying neither of them are going to win this That's weekend. Hey, the Rams, like. the Rams probably win. I just don't He's think they saying, win by right, over it, a I, touchdown. Yeah, I uh, stated that wrong. I, I will say this: uh, a daughter of Boston parents. 
Granted, they never think they're going to win because that's just the Boston attitude. My dad does not feel good about this game. Uh-oh. Does not feel good about factor it. Factor that in, RJ. Factor well, that listen. in. And factor in the fact that Tom Brady wants a damn tomato or a grape. The well, guy is dying for some fruit. I mean, think about it. It's five Super Bowls with Belichick versus the pessimism of Boston. Apparently, the pessimism wins. I don't know <laughs> what it takes to... To get rid of pessimism. No, you never will. That's one of the best teams ever. Yeah. They're on a downslide. All right. Recapping this week's picks, the big dog is the Dallas Cowboys plus seven and a half at the Rams. And I'm glad you uh, you clarified, RJ. That doesn't mean the Rams won't win. Just uh, that uh, that's a large margin. For sure. Um, best bet is the Colts plus five and a half at Kansas City. The big game is the New England Patriots minus four hosting the L.A. Chargers. Hey, real quick before I do the plugs. Um, how did Las Vegas do on Clemson destroying Alabama in the college? game the other night. Well, I tell you, it was one of the shocking games in that if you would have said, and imagine, if anyone wonders, are there locks? Because as gambling gets bigger and bigger with legalization, you're hearing different people on the radio, whatever, saying, sell your house, sell your car, sell your kids and bet this game. Well, obviously, that doesn't make a ton of sense, right? Be careful. But imagine if someone walked up to you and said, I'll give you Alabama plus 27 points. (laughs) How much would you have bet? Everything. Everything. And you would have lost everything so there are no locks that's amazing rj bell's dream preview is the podcast covering both college football and nfl episodes every week available on itunes pregame.com the exclusive odds provider for the associated press and don't miss the daily radio show weekdays three to four on fox sports radio straight out of vegas with rj bell it's the number one national sports betting show hey those kids who want to be like uncle rj follow him on twitter at rj in (laughs) vegas the website is pregame.com we'll talk to you next week thank you sir thank you guys Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Allie, it's been a long time since I've seen you this excited about a guest. Real excited. Real excited. We have uh, one of the great documentarians of our time, by the way, in studio. We'll explain why in a minute. But uh, first, I want to mention that Fire is the new one. It's going to be on Netflix next Friday the 18th, also opening in limited theaters in Los Angeles, including the Lemley Music Hall. Please welcome Chris Smith hey. to the Kevin Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? We're delighted to have you. Seriously, we all saw and really enjoyed the Fire uh, music documentary. Um, uh, for folks who, who don't recognize your name, Chris Smith, what movies might they best know you from? Uh, I mean, the most, I think, known is uh, American Movie. which the is best documentary ever. I mean, even without the hyperbole, a lot of people consider it to be one of the greatest documentaries ever made. It's, it's incredible, and, and he, he said when we first started to praise him when he walked in. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have that kind of documentary made. Yeah. And, and you, knew was, them, you knew them from growing up in just college. Just from film school, yeah. Yeah. That was 20 years ago. How, yeah. how old were you at the time you made that film? 25. Oh, wow. 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 You're, you're Orson Welles, dude. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you are Orson Welles. <laughs> he made more than Orson at this point also. <laughs> if the comparison is making your best film early, then I guess. <laughs> and you got a lot of publicity a couple years ago with that uh, Jim and Andy documentary, yeah. too, about Jim Carrey portraying Andy Kaufman in the film. That was very good as well. But yeah. the latest one, Fire, how did the how did this one an- end up in your lap? Um, I... You know the story had sort of broken in the news when, and I saw that when it happened. I wasn't following it as it like imploded on social media, um, but as the Jim and Andy film was wrapping up, I was sort of looking at what to do next. And 
this was just on a list that I had, and um, you know, I didn't know much about the world, but I, 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 it was something that was interesting to see if there was something more behind the headline, and that's really where. And, it and that's all I knew was the headline. I remember yeah. at the time I'd see something, and it was sort of weird, and I saw that there were Instagram models and stuff like that, and then there were rumors, and then Blink One Eighty Two pulled out, and then I was like, oh, this must be a total scam. That's all I know about that time. So it was fascinating. And for people who don't remember, just a small history lesson on it. It's Fire Music Festival. It was put together by, uh, I guess, basically internet startup people is what you could call them. Uh, And they were putting together a festival that was almost like, do you want to live the life everyone wishes they had on Instagram? Mm -hmm. We have a festival for you. It's a festival Mm -hmm. for the 1%. Yes. Basically. Plus Ja Rule. (laughs) (laughs) An island in the Bahamas and beautiful women and uh, living on the beach and great music and fun and drinking. And it, it I mean, it, it was a sensation when it went on sale. It sold out really before they had any infrastructure whatsoever to put this festival on. I mean, it was the most poorly conceived festival in the history of poorly conceived festivals. Wouldn't you say, Chris? Yeah, that's one way you could put it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had no idea how to put on a music festival. Well, they, they did, had never they did done the events fun, like that. They did the fun part first, which right. was the marketing. You know, mm-hmm. they created what they wanted and what they wanted to deliver. And I think they earnestly did want to deliver that experience. Right. I think when it started to fall apart was when reality set in and they tried to start looking at how to actually put the festival on. So, well, that yeah. was the first, my first understanding was I thought it was scam from the word go. But you see when you watch Fire that it wasn't, that they actually meant to do a great festival. Yeah. I mean, I, I think to do a scam where you fly a bunch of people to an island and there's nothing there is, is not really, I don't really see how that could ever. <laughs> That's a reality you know. so- show I just sold to Fox. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you had extensive footage. And that's the thing, too, is like going into it, I didn't know how much you would be in the scene with this documentary. You have tons. They filmed everything. Yeah, but it wasn't... So I was very lucky. I um, started the film and started interviewing people that were involved and from one person would meet another. And I ended up meeting two companies that were actually, had actually worked with Fire and got stiffed by Fire. One was uh, Jerry Media, which is um, has a um, huge social media marketing company. And then the other was Matt Projects. And Matt Projects had... Uh, had a short tenure with Fire, but they were the ones that actually did the marketing video. Oh, so, oh wow! Mm-hmm. So like, they that's where like Bella had, Hadid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. and Haley Kendall Baldwin and Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Jenner yeah. Like yeah. they really had the A plus stars out yes. there making this video. Yeah, the, that part they had down. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't. Yeah, they nailed that. <laughs> I mean, that was sure. well done. Yes. Yeah. It's the nuts and bolts they had problems <laughs> with. Chris, uh, was it difficult to get people who I'm sure were. Uh, remorseful about their participation in it or embarrassed about being kind of swindled by this Billy McFarlane guy? Was it tough to get them to open up and speak with you on camera? It was, actually. I'd say a large part of our work um, for myself and Mick Przicki, who was the other um, producer, was kind of trying to get people to talk to us. And the thing that I was trying to do with the movie was to show that there's nothing to be embarrassed about working on fire. That the people that actually, it was a great group of people that actually were enlisted to try to keep this thing from being less of a disaster than it was destined to be. Yeah, it was just the lead guy who sort of kept all of the information to himself and didn't tell all of those people. I wouldn't be embarrassed if I was any of the other people. Yeah. I mean, he has a bit of a brainwash... Yes. thing going as a person as well. Like, Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Chris. What do you make of Billy and well, his it's, techniques? It's interesting because when you see the footage, you're not 100% sold on, on that quality, but everyone that we talked about talked about his magnetism and, and his ability to sell the dream and bring people mm-hmm. in. And I think it was really 
his ability to leverage in other relationships off of each other to build this confidence game, you yeah. know, which was really, when you started to look at everyone that was involved, you start to think that that vets the legitimacy of the right. whole endeavor. Yeah, you had a scene where he literally hops on a plane, flies somewhere, comes back with two million more bucks, and he's like, all right, we're covered for this. And it seemed like that's what he could do. He was incredible. Yeah. Someone he, said he was a magician fundraiser, which Which is stunning because just watching it, I'm like, that guy? That dude. <laughs> I did love watching the documentary to remember the final straw in this whole thing was when the kid tweeted two pieces of bread with yes. a piece of cheese on oh, that's top of right, it, yeah. which is the one that went viral. That yeah. was, everything was like, is, is the fire Festival bad? Is it bad? Oh, those tents look bad. That bed look... Those cheese breads! <laughs> like, it was like the food was the thing that put you over, you know? Yeah. That kid, I mean, he changed everything and he had like 300 followers. Yeah. You spend all that money on models on Instagram, and the one that takes you down is a kid who had no followers. I think they said when they launched the video, the marketing video, or the orange tile, to hit mm. like 500 million people in 24 hours. Yeah. And then you look at this, like one person posting to 400 followers, and it just <laughs> destroys the whole thing. Yeah, took it down completely. Which kind of is what the whole movie is about, if yeah. you think about it. It's this, you're trying to live this life that... Maybe you don't have, you just yeah. aspire to it, and none of it is real. None yeah. of it. It's perception versus reality. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, who had uh, more realistic dreams? Uh, Billy McFarlane or the dudes from American Movie? Oh, I'd say the, the guys from American Great. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> they at least awesome. they made a film. Yeah, they yeah. did. And they screen Coke, at a Coke theater. It's not that bad, really. Yeah. It's pretty no, it's cute great. and it's endearing. Like, yeah, let I mean, me uh, ask you one more thing before we, we let you go, Chris, and that is why did Billy McFarlane is serving six years in federal prison right. for, his, for his role in this festival that wasn't? Because why? basically no one got paid that was supposed to get right. paid. Right. right. Why did Ja Rule not go to jail? He seemed to me like to be every bit as much a partner in this enterprise as Billy was. You know, you see in the movie even John kind of disappears after the after the promotional video he was really the the face of it in that sense but in terms of the actual nuts and bolts from what we could tell and again you know everything some things were closed off but you know it definitely seemed like Billy was you know controlling a lot of um like in the SEC uh, thing that came out, Ja wasn't named. It was Billy who had deceived uh, investors into putting money, you know, using false information. So everyone else was just a soldier, basically, and they got the general. Yes. I mean, yeah. for all of this and what a, a crazy outcome it was, another huge outcome is now if you're selling tummy tea or whatever, you have to legitimately put that it's an ad on Instagram. Otherwise, people just assume this is something that you really believe in, like these supermodels. People thought they really believed in this festival. And this they festival didn't know they were getting paint. Yeah, yeah, it yeah became, that's the It's the law now. Interesting. Yeah. The, uh, the documentary is just called Fire, F-Y-R-E. It is going to be available globally on Netflix next Friday, January 18th. Are you delighted, by the way, that this got picked up by Netflix? That just seems like the way to go. Well, so is Jim and Andy. So is yeah. his other one, too. I mean, yeah. it's a great place for docs. Yeah, especially this story that's such a viral, like, social media thing for people to be able to see the, this, you know, hear this interview and be able to watch it that quick instead of having to wait for a theatrical release right. in that cycle. It definitely is such a timely story that we were super excited. Well, we've all seen it. We all love, love it. it. Love it, love it, love it. I we had a knot in my stomach we, the whole time, by the way. We don't tell all our guests that, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Sometimes we have a guest and we didn't like the project, so we say we didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't log on. I said that. Sorry, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> great, uh, great work, Chris. Congratulations right, on the doc. All right, 
right. Thanks. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. All right, Kevin, you nailed it a couple of minutes ago when you said, we have this conversation with Dr. Drew every single year, but then the next year comes around and we totally have forgotten the advice that he gave us. That's so annoying. We keep (laughs) asking him the same question, and then when we get sick, we can't for the life of us remember Mm -hmm. what he said. Can't remember, but let's welcome the good doctor back to the show. Hey, Doc, how are you? I'm great, guys. Uh, We have had this conversation every year. Hey, we just admit and, and you know, it's an opportunity to talk about something. I, I'm gonna, I didn't expect to talk about this, but let me give a little bit, uh, two minutes or so, on something called the backfire effect. Okay. Uh, okay. Which is that people have attitudes and feelings about things, and information and facts don't affect that very much. Mm-hmm. They tend to sustain the same attitudes and feelings, like anti-vaxxers. You can explain to them about the deaths associated with measles and how epidemics work. Right. And they can walk away understanding those vac- facts and then go, yeah, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids. And that, that's because our attitudes and our feelings about the world don't change through information. Goodbye. I'm done today. So no matter what I say, it's not going to matter, I guess. <laughs> Dr. Drew, what you're describing is also people who are completely entrenched politically. And despite yes. whatever facts they see to the, op- to the, uh, to the opposite, they yes. still believe what they believe just because they believe it. But we take, your, we take your information and we really want to remember it. Yeah. And we it, can't. It, we can't. It's, it's, I, I learned this in 1985 when I started doing Loveline. I thought, oh, my God, I'm up here giving all this information. They don't get it. But if a kid calls in who has contracted HIV, they hear that. Yeah. So there's sort of narrative and experiential learning that's necessary for people to change their attitudes. So back to, say, an anti-vaxxer, they would have to see a friend's child die of measles. And magically, they would change their attitudes right away. Mm. But the information somehow doesn't change very much. And yes, politics is is where a lot of this stuff is studied. We are very bizarre as human beings. We have to almost change our worldview to change Mm -hmm. our attitudes. So let me get to work on Omar. (laughs) Good luck with that. Let's start with Omar, because Omar was out sick over the weekend and then a couple of days this week, and then he finally came in, and we all had a question, because he still felt crappy. We all had a question about when he should come back to work, when anybody should come back to work after having saved the flu, because I have heard conflicting advice as to how long you should wait because how long are you contagious I'm, after you've got something like that? I'm relatively sure we've asked Dr. Drew this as well. Yeah. <laughs> I know we have. Yeah, pretty Omar, sure too. Omar but, said yesterday that he had had a fever the day before, but his doctor said 24 hours you won't be contagious. And I said, I think you're contagious for up to a week. And everyone said, you're crazy. That's not true. Had he started the Tamiflu? He, doesn't, he didn't take he it. He didn't know about it. No, no. Yeah, I, I would not give it 24 hours. Well, you know, it, it depends what we're talking about. I mean, tuberculosis, literally, you can be on treatment for two days and be no longer contagious. I mean, there are certain illnesses that very quickly become not contagious. What about the flu or what people uh, assume is the flu, like really bad colds and stuff like that? Okay. When are you conta- Re- not contagious? Flu is, influenza is essentially prostration, like you're wiped out, high fever, chills, muscle aches, but the fever and chills are a key piece of it. You may get a sore throat and a cough. You can sometimes get pneumonia complicating it, but that's flu, and there are systemic viruses that can... Are we there? I don't know wow. what happened. I don't know. You there just got systemic... buzzed, Dr. Drew. <laughs> somebody, Dave, is that you? Somebody just <laughs> disagreed with you. Big flu is trying to get in here. <laughs> we, we, there are systemic viruses that can look like flu. They're not flu, but again, that's not a cold. A cold is what we call a viral upper respiratory infection. And by upper, we mean sort of your trachea to your sinuses. It doesn't get into your bronchi or or into your lung tissue, in which case it would be bronchitis 
or pneumonia, right? Okay. Now, occasionally they can descend in certain situations, but generally it stays upper respiratory. And that is is infectious through all the secretions, the runny nose, the saliva, and the sore throat. And usually that stuff gets onto your hands, you touch other things, we touch those things, we touch our face, boom, we get it. And so... How long until... How do we know if... How do I know if I'm sick when to come back because I'm no longer contagious? It's really... It's not an easy thing to know. I, I tell people definitely when the sore throat is gone and the runny nose has sort of at least it's stabilized, if not stopped. I mean, you know, we can get sometimes a week or so of runny nose after the actual acute thing. But, but when it's no longer exuberant, no longer progressing, you feel better, you're usually better. What about uh, Omar's uh, thing where his doctor told him 24 hours after he had, after no longer having a fever? I, if he has other symptoms, I'd be very concerned about Still that. Still don't, okay. Yeah, okay. I, and I'd say, I think a safer thing is more like 48 hours, but you really can't tell. So the key thing is for the rest of us to keep washing our hands and washing our hands. Right? You love you love Tamiflu, right, Doc? Oh, I just love it. No, I mean, it's something you, it something right you recommend. Enough. It's something you recommend, though, Tamiflu. Well, I, I uh, let's see, I, uh, I had a horrible H1N1 uh, flu. Uh, you had the bir- is that the bird flu? Yeah, back back in the day. And everyone in my household took Tamiflu because that's one of the uses is to get household contacts on, tam- contacts on Tamiflu. Nobody got it, so it worked. Wow, okay. My, my uh, infection s- sort of ceased within 24 hours of taking the Tamiflu, so I saw a dramatic change very quickly, and I was going down. I was getting really sick. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it does work if you get it early enough. It's great for household contacts. And it's great if you get the flu within the first day or two of symptomatology. Should we have it in our houses, ready? If you're in an epidemic, I, I actually keep it around. If we, if we are, it, it, when the flu takes off, uh, even with the vaccine, I, I personally I keep it around. Now, whether you can get your doctor to prescribe it, or uh, you know whether or not it's you know insurance will pay for it. But, you know, in a perfect world, I mean, that's exactly the perfect way to use it. It's like you're in an epidemic and you get any symptoms or you have a household contact, you got on it immediately. It's super frustrating to me because when I get sick, I am so impatient to get back to work and I hate every second of it. Yeah, me too. And they always start with things that aren't Tamiflu. I'm like, why don't we just start with that? Well, because you have to have the flu. You know, and if it's not, if it's not, if it's an upper respiratory infection, there's really, it's a cold, there's nothing we can do about it. And this whole notion that, well, I take a from accident. Vitamin C out. or whatever. That yes, is, yes, yes. But, <gasps> but, Drew, Drew, more importantly, uh, Omar brought this up, and, and this is something I really want uh, an opinion from a doctor about, which is that he believes that positive thinking will uh, allow him to not get a flu. Not get the flu. He, Correct. He said, technically, he said a cold. A cold. A he, cold. He, he won't get a positive thinking. Right. Um, ask him if he, like, held his hand over a fire, if it would get him not to burn. <laughs> <laughs> well. But don't you think positive thinking does have something to do with your perception of your how own body? You how sick yeah. you feel. It, it certainly has your, your experience of your symptomatology and your recovery, right? If you're feeling good, you feel like doing things. But, but look... To, to all kidding aside, our our, cent- our nervous system and our immunologic system, evolution from a developmental standpoint, come from the same tissue. They're highly interrelated, highly uh, similar tissue. Believe it or not, one communicates through these long wires we call nerves. The other communicates through a, a system of cells and and uh, chemicals. But they do interact. There's no doubt that they do. Whether or not you can positively think yourself out of a infection. 
I don't know that that's so, but you can probably think yourself into one. Uh, but like, if you, you get yourself, what do you mean you can think yourself into one? I mean, you, oh, you can, can wear yourself, yourself down. You could yeah. be severely depressed. Oh, okay. You could not be sleeping. There could be things that could predispose to less adequate immune function, and that makes sense to me. So you're saying, upon first feeling like a cold is coming on, you're nope. saying, nope, not cold. But you don't know but, what it but is. But if I if I start feeling sick and I'm like I gotta do serious vitamin C, I gotta do all this. You're saying that's not gonna make a difference. Correct. If, yeah. you, if you start if you start feeling a cold, like you got a sore throat and your nose starts running, mm-hmm. you, the thing to use is you know sleep and decongestants and hot towels and showers and hot water. But and that's that kind of just sort of to cover the symptoms, isn't it? It kind of helps. You know, it helps prevent complications and improves the drainage and decreases the inflammation. And if it progresses, yeah, then then you want to do something. But again, flu is more like sudden onset of chills and fever, and you're in bed. Yeah, boom, you're your just teeth down. hurt. How your many, fingernails yeah. hurt? How many people mistake flu for a common cold? Because you always like, hear people go, oh, "I got the flu, I got the flu, I got the flu." Um, go to an ER. Yeah, ninety uh, percent of the time. Ninety <laughs> percent. I mean, it's just all the people, and and people just you know, or they say I've got strep, and it's really just an upper respiratory infection. Or I mean, people, you or, and by the way, we, we as physicians can't tell very very well between an allergy and an upper respiratory yeah. infection. Well, you need it's to get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, would you recommend for people that aren't feeling good and they aren't sure what it is, maybe to have someone from the Heal app come to their home? Wow, How about that, Heal takes huh? Medicare now, which is a big oh, big, big deal. To your elderly patients, your parents that need some attention, you can get it within two hours. I'll tell you, I did heal twice. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, Amazing. And, why, and, these, and it's $90 all in, and, or your insurance covers it, or Medicare covers yeah. it. Why guess? Let, a, let an objective observer evaluate you, render their opinion. Gotcha. Those, and those stay of you in that don't pajamas. know this, those of you that don't know this, Heal is an app yeah. where you can get a real a doctor, real doctor. Come to your house so you don't have Uber, to sit in an emergency Uber room. For doctors. Sure, yeah. I'm sure people go, oh, they're probably the doctors. No, no, these are carefully selected yeah. people. You will be you will be amazed at the quality you get. So Mine was from like Cedars it. and I almost didn't let him leave. <laughs> Should have married that one. Just you saying. Tied up in your <laughs> DrDrew.com is where you want to go for all the information that the doctor has, his TV appearances, his radio appearances, including including 790 KBC from noon to three, where he can't seem to keep a co-host and all of his podcasts as well. (laughs) Great chat, Dr. Drew. We will try to commit this to memory so we don't have to have the conversation again next year. Oh, no, we'll talk to you about it next year. Change your attitudes and feelings, not the facts. Bye-bye now. Bye. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Hey, uh, Ali is here with our final look at the what's happening here on this Thursday morning Kevin and Bean show. So Gwyneth Paltrow was on Kelly and Ryan yesterday. And she was talking about her honeymoon that she took over Christmas. And she said it was a big family honeymoon. She said, so my new husband and his children, my children, my ex-husband, and our best friends all went. Hmm. It was a very modern honeymoon. Huh. That's uh, odd. I feel like because it was over Christmas, it's a little less odd because you want the whole family to be together at Christmas. Sure. No? Mm. You still think it's pretty odd? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. For a honeymoon. Even if you have... Well, I mean, they, it's not like it's her first marriage and she's never done it before and wants some privacy. Right. I mean, come Yeah, on. they're probably living together before they got married anyway. Yeah. I, I think it kind of makes sense. All right. She has a great relationship with Chris Martin. They con- they I always like to see that. They right? sure they did. did. Yeah. They sure did. So I thought that was interesting. 
Apparently right. Kelly Ripa was very... Wait, your ex-husband went on your honeymoon? <laughs> she was very perplexed by the whole well, thing. Th- it is an odd thing. I mean, you don't hear yeah. that every day. You don't. But again, over Christmas, yeah. not your first rodeo. All right. You got kids, right? All right, sure. He rode, he rode for Glee. Sure. No? Invite See, everyone. feels over yeah. the top to me. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so the Sundance Film Festival has added a surprise documentary that's going to focus on two men who say they were sexually abused by Michael Jackson. It's called Leaving Neverland, and it's uh, by a guy named Dan Reed. And he says, at the height of his stardom, Michael Jackson began long-running relationships with two boys, age 7 and 10, and their families. Now in their 30s, they tell the story of how they were sexually abused by Jackson and how they came to terms with it years later. Here's the thing. Michael Jackson was acquitted of sexually molesting two brothers at his criminal trial in 2005. They are not the men in the documentary. Oh. He also paid a civil settlement in 1994 after accusations that he molested another boy who's now in his 30s. He is not one of the men in the documentary. Oh. So these are... The most loving thing to do is to share your bed with someone. Yeah, that's no. not not true feel uh, like when they're children. True. Uh, Kevin will not see this because it is 233 minutes and will be told in two parts. You're out. Yeah. You're, Who's got time for that? Who's got time? So it's uh, people with a dirty mind that think like that. I don't think that way. All right. Mm. Ever do we ever get to a place where Michael Jackson gets the full cancel treatment? I don't think so. Not so far. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not touring. No, but his music's all over the radio. I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't mm. seen. Him. <laughs> well, he said this is it, and he he did. He, he, he did meant, meant it. it. Yeah. He meant it when he said it that time, you guys. So. This is it. I mean, mm-hmm. this is really it. This is the final curtain call. Yeah. And when I say this is it, it really means this is it. Right. I've done a lot of thinking about that because people say, oh, it's easy to cancel R. Kelly and say you're never going to buy any of his music or see him on tour or whatever. And my whole thing is if you're still listening to his stuff, you're still supporting him in some way, shape, or form. But for Michael Jackson, I think because he's dead, people look at it differently. Like somehow that's not still supporting him. Because his he's, kids get the money. Yeah. I, uh, I say uh, I say it's pretty easy not to support people that do horrible things. Okay, but let me ask you this hypothetical. Mm-hmm. If you've got R. Kelly on CD, mm-hmm. uh, he's, not getting any, yeah. he's not getting any money off of you playing that at home. You're not streaming mm-hmm. it and contributing to his bottom line. Is yeah. that okay if you're not supporting him? You're just enjoying the music of, of the artist? Listen, if you can separate the art from the artist, I mm-hmm. say kudos to you. But if your daughter was getting peed on by mm-hmm. this man, you're not jamming to his tunes anymore. I, you I just agree. aren't. I agree. And, and people that, that say, oh, I can separate it. That's great because it didn't happen to you or a family member or someone you love. And that's on you. Yeah, I look at my Woody Allen Blu-rays with a side eye now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a complicated issue. It is. Can I not enjoy watching Babe Ruth play baseball because he was a bastard and mean to kids? Or I to, can I still enjoy the Big Bambino different. swing? You're no, you a can bastard. watch him all the time. You're a bastard and mean to kids. We work with you. That's very different from <laughs> urinating on a child that you're having sex with. Your own goddaughter. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm not advocating doing that, you guys. I was just asking if R. Kelly's not getting any of the money because you already bought the record and you've got that you've got it on your turntable. Listen, I'm just saying, is that okay? If you're like ignition is the jam, I can listen to this and not think about him urinating on a child that he's having sex with. Mm-hmm. Again, that's on you. Well, when you put it like that, I mean, I, mean, you, I feel you like, make I it have sound like to a keep negative. putting it like that because he's not. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. It just happened. Do you guys use mouthwash? Yep. <laughs> Why? Not after watching the fire documentary, Why? I don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> funny for just the four of us. <laughs> It'll be funny in a week when that documentary is out and you remember that line. You do use mouthwash. Yeah. Do you use it before you brush your teeth or after? After. Interesting. Is that wrong? After as well. After as well. You're all doing it incorrectly. Oh, is that right? Turns out that when you use your mouthwash actually matters because the benefit that you gain from brushing your teeth is the leftover toothpaste that's still doing the job killing the plaque. Interesting. So that should be left on your teeth. You shouldn't be rinsing any of that away. Says that away. sock shoe, sock shoe over here. Right? Says big mouthwash. <laughs> use it before. I don't know. <laughs> but it's interesting because I use plaques. I don't use mouthwash. I use the plaques that's supposed to break okay. up some plaque. Okay. But it's right. P-L-A-X-X. Anyway, I wonder if that's before or after if that matters. Listen, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Sounds, you, like, sounds like we need to get Dr. Drew back. I would just like to say that you don't need to get to the bottom of it for us. Oh, don't report that? No, no, we're good. Okay. But if you want to do it for yourself, No, I see. Fine. I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Bradley Cooper made BAFTA history. Did you hear about this, Bean? Is this the uh, amount of nominations you got? Yes. Here's the thing. The Favorite had 12 BAFTA nominations, making it the most nominated film by far. But a Star is Born director, Bradley Cooper, walked away with a record because he landed seven nominations. Five were for Cooper in the Best Film, Actor, Director, Adapted Screenplay, and Original Music categories, which have never happened before. Hmm. 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 What were the other two for? doesn't say. Okay. I was hoping you wouldn't. <laughs> you know Bean. He know. needs all details. Why doesn't it say? It's <laughs> <Why> <laughs> to me. I only listed five. <laughs> it makes sense, though. Cause... But maybe maybe uh, costumes? Lighting? Something like that? Lighting? Would, I don't know. Bradley Cooper isn't involved in the uh, direct lighting of the film. How do you know? How do you know? Right? I mean... A, a lot of people would say he wasn't in charge of finding that dog. Well, guess what? It was his own dog. Well, maybe he's up for best dog. <laughs> oh, you know what? It says best canine. Oh, there it is. Owner. Wow. Yeah. Great. All right. I'm not sure what's happening right now. Me neither, okay. really. Kevin, you're right. You are right, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Jermaine Clement, Sarah Shahi, George Foreman, and Rod Stewart. And uh, that's what's happening. Thanks, Ellie. And drive home today. Listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Uh, we have uh, Christian Yellick. Did I say his name? Plays for mm-hmm. the Brewers? Yeah. He does. He is uh, doing a charity called California Strong Celebrity Softball Game. Excellent. He's a Thousand Oaks native who went to Westlake, and he is taking a little bit of his time in the offseason to raise some money for that community that had the horrific one-two punch of the nightclub shooting and the fires. Uh, also, we're going to talk to Ashley Escather from CNET about CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, and all the new stuff that's coming out there, including the robot dog, which I believe she's interviewing today. <laughs> 
<laughs> I really think like that's a thing. I can't wait. Brand new internet roundup, and we've got tickets for you to see the Rams. In the playoffs on Saturday, we've got those tickets for you tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.